Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. To all of you out there, how's it going? Very nice. Well, I'm glad things are going good for you out there. I'm talking to myself here, but welcome aboard. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a honor and pleasure. Thank you for pressing play. Joining me in a moment is the host of the program, Lighting the Void, with Joe Roop. And joining me right now, in real time, is Mr. Joe Roop. What's going on, Joe? Man, it's been a minute. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, no problem. No problem. It's been a very long time. I think the last time we were on together, you know, in this capacity on the air, it must must have been way back in uh, 2016 when I actually started the program. I think you had called in. Yeah, dude. That's yeah. I did call in. Now that you talk, now that you mention it, pretty wild, right? First uh, programs that I found that that I really liked. I always, I'm always looking for uh, nostalgia. This is one of those nostalgic, very entertaining type shows to me. And I remember it was entertaining. And I don't remember what I called in about, though. That was a long time ago. It was a very long time ago. It was just when the program was just starting up. It it was right after I had gotten done doing the other program that I was doing with my uh, former co-host. And I was going to do the show alone. And we had a bunch of callers. And then you called in. And it was a fun time. And, man... That was way back in 2016 when the world was different. And, um, you know, that was pretty much the last time we really even talked. And, uh, you know, I was on your network for a, sh- a short amount of time, the Fringe FM. And, uh, you know, I- I've always liked the the network. You know, I was cool with all the shows and all that sort of deal. But it was the other stuff that I didn't really like very much. And, you know, um, I got a little angry, not at you, but... You know, I thought back and I thought, my God, I probably burned a few bridges with a few people that I don't think I should have because, you know, I I respected you. I liked you like I didn't, but I just didn't respect the other things going on in the back with, um, you know, that network there. The other network that we won't mention here. Yeah, look, man, you were never anytime someone leaves the network and they they're cool with me. I just I'm cool with it. Like, I get it. You got your own reasons. You were never like it sucked to me because i was like oh damn you know i like that show but i uh, i'm also a radio host too and i'm like yeah i feel like uh you shouldn't stifle anybody's creativity or or anything like that so um i don't think that you burned a bridge at all now there have been people that have burned bridges with me because they've done some shady stuff but you know man like you were never that way dude never i really you know i've really avoided trying to do that uh, to you or to anybody 
that you know I like and respect. I I never want anyone to feel that way, but I'm sure I probably did. Um, I'm sure I've done that to a few people, to be honest with you. And you know I've been reaching out to a lot of people that I feel that I felt that you know I might have burned the bridge or upset them in any way. So I've been kind of um, going back in my past and you know making communication with uh, people from. Uh, the past, you know, I'm turning over a new leaf, as they say. It's almost like I'm a recovering addict, in a way. <laughs> right, I get that. Man. Without the alcohol, though. No, I get that, dude. Like I've I've had some run-ins with some people. Like I started this when I found your show, man. I wasn't even, I didn't even know that you had done a show with someone else, right? I just thought it was your thing. Yeah. Right? And so I came in there when and you, I guess you just started that thing. And I right. started the Fringe FM around that time, too, yeah. actually. So, yeah, man, I was pretty new to everything. Uh, I didn't question a lot of things, but I've been through a lot, too, and I've seen a lot of bull crap, to be honest with you, in this industry. But there's been some cool stuff, too. So, Oh, well, that's always good. Yeah, for sure. But, yes, a lot has changed. And, of course, back in 2016, the world was a lot different than of what we have here today in 2023 back then uh, things were normal now things are paranormal yeah i would say ever since the covid deal happened covid uh, yeah it got me out of the shack for some reason when covid started i was like i don't know i just decided i gotta get out of arkansas you know and went to new york and arizona now i'm in florida and i i kind of saw it for what it was it was it was a lot of uh people afraid of a virus but it wasn't as scary as everybody made it out to be but i tried to keep my mind open on both ends of it sure because you know, I, I didn't know what the hell was really going on that's all i knew was well, yeah it was i a think scary that changed time. everything i mean it, it was a rather scary time to be honest no one knew what was going to go on how long this was going to last i mean i was pretty worried myself i didn't know what the hell was going to happen like the rest of the world yeah man it was it's anytime you get in a situation like that, it's going to be freaky. You know? Absolutely. But it's been a minute since we last caught up. And let me tell you, it's been one heck of a journey, Joe. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to appear on Coast to Coast AM to promote this show. And uh, shortly after that, I produced a radio show called Build Liberty Radio. Hosted, really? Yeah. Hosted by uh, John McAfee and John Casaretto. Get out of here, dude. Oh, That's yeah. cool, man. It was fun. It was a fun little fun little project but let me tell you um there was also a bit of a drama brewing over at a premiere radio some folks over there uh they didn't seem to like me very much they seemed to have it out for me and let's just say that unless a few of them conveniently disappear i won't be uh, setting foot in that place anytime soon <laughs> build something better that's what i say build something better that's what i've been trying to do well but that's it's not well that program's so well that program's dead, by the way. Is it? I haven't even paid much attention to it. It's to gone it's it. gone down the um, proverbial toilet like this. Um, basically, Joe, it's it's a lost cause. Um it really is. It's a terrible show and uh Nori he you know, he tried to sort of resurrect it and keep it going, but the show's over. Well you can't be Art Bell, man. No one can. You can't. Well, you know, those are some hard shoes to fill, to be to be honest. And the only other guy that ever was able to really fill that void to any kind of extent, uh, pun intended there, there was also um, John B. Wells. Yeah, I like John. I like John. Uh, well, I like John. I like his voice. I like, I like the nostalgia of the show. Yeah. But it turns apolitical every time. And I'm just not into politics. Well, that's what happens. I listen to it for a little while and I'm like, ah, yeah, I can't do it. That's what happens. You know, we do cover lots of politics on my show, but I try to make it as fun as possible. Um, you know, I do have a co-host at times with me, not all the time. And, you know, he likes to talk a lot about politics. So do I, but I try to make it as fun and as, as amusing as I can, even though he gets very angry. And it's all good, though. I mean, it's fun. It's it's a fun back and forth, in my opinion. You guys have different political views? I well, not really. I mean, we do agree, but he knows that I, I don't really care for the left or the right. Um, I'm kind of disgusted by them all. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Yeah, I'm disgusted by everything. 
Yeah, they're all in it for themselves, dude. They're all in it for themselves or their buddies or some uh, agenda. But mo- it's not that hard to see if you really do your research. Um, but most people don't. They like to fight. You know, it's a polar world, brother. It just is. It really is. And, you know, you, you, you're a host yourself for those that uh, don't know. And you have a show called Lighting the Void. And, you know, it, it's a fun show. You talk about uh, uf- ufology, ufology. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You talk about conspiracy stuff, you talk about the paranormal, cryptids, um, the occult, all kinds of things, all things that we like here as well. Um, But you do a lot more of it on your show. You know, here we sort of talk about um just about all kinds of crazy things you could e- you could even think about i mean we even have celebrity death pool which is fun it's pretty offensive people get angry i love it though you know that's what i'm all about well i've been trying to take a little bit more i'm to be honest with you i'm in a creative funk Michael. really like what happened yeah i mean well you know i started the show because i was into the occult and i had an out-of-body experience and like a like a robert monroe out of body experience, right? Where sure. I came out of my body and all that stuff. So that, you know, that really lit my fire. And, and I was already listening to Art Bell at the time. And I thought, why not? So that's kind of why I started this whole journey. Uh, but as time went on, the, especially when it really started to take off, I, I would say that certain things got their hooks into me and I allowed mm. them to get their hooks into me. And it kind of put a lot of damper on things. So I've been experimenting with all kinds of stuff lately, like because I love radio. So I've been experimenting with music shows, DJing, drugs. Uh, just kidding. Drugs. No, well, I've experimented with that too. Um, oh my. Yeah, pretty much everything. Wow. Except prostitution. Except yes, except prostitutes and uh, trannies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You know, like when you get in a creative funk, it just happens. Yeah, you can't I mean, force. You get led down, uh, yeah, you get led led down to dark avenues. Next thing you know, you're doing coke in the bathroom and uh, banging strippers. Yeah, Yeah, man. It never got that far, you know. Well, thank God. Well, that's expensive. I did travel around the country, and, you know, people do like to to shove things in your face. Sure. When you're you're already a person that's like, yeah, I I like to party, you know, a little bit. Well, there's nothing and, wrong uh, with that, but I mean, you you did land in, in Florida, so I mean, you got to be careful out there now, bro. They got everything. Well, see here, got to be careful. They got fentanyl and everything. Ooh, yeah. Number, and then they got this other like hyper version of fentanyl, and then they got this other stuff called trank that just rots your that. skin. I saw that. So, yeah. <laughs> isn't that crazy? Yeah, like if you're not getting drugs from your doctor and from a pharmacy, I, I would suggest you just stay away from the streets from here on out. <laughs> um, absolutely. I mean, you can't really trust anything out there anymore. No. Those no. days are long gone. Mm-hmm. You can't just be uh, popping pills, doing whatever. No, there's an actual like Adderall shortage now too because of Holy it, so. crap, really? Yeah, man. Like, yikes! I get prescribed Adderall, and I have my whole. Well, I started with Ritalin when I was a kid, but I get prescribed Adderall, and these people are telling me, like they're telling everybody else, hey, that we don't have any. We're wow. running out. So, Joe, you you be popping um, Adderall? I used to. I hadn't had one in a long time, actually. And are these the pills with the little with the little balls in them? No, 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 no. Those are strong. No, those are, I think those are the delayed release ones, like the ones that I got. Or 30 milligrams, and I would just uh, cut them in half and, like, eat a half of one a day back when I was on them. Dude, that but stuff I, gets you I grew wide. up with ADHD, man. But oh, here's I see. the thing. This, yeah. Just let me finish this. That that what What's that guy's name that was on Loveline? 
What's his name? The a host or who? The host, yeah, the host. Um, uh, either Adam Carolla or Doctor Drew. Doctor Drew. Doctor right. Drew. Yeah. I was listening to this guy, and he started telling people that you know what people started calling in with their addictions and everything. Yeah. And every time someone called in about speed, he would say, "Listen, people get tremendously violent and angry on speed." And he would say this to everybody. Hmm. And I started realizing that when I was running out of Adderall or whatever back in the day, because it's been a while, yeah. but I would get agitated, angry. Oh, sure. You know? A little uneasy. And I'm like, damn, he's right. You know, and a lot of the violent crimes that happen, there's a massive percentage of those people that are on speed. So kind of make yeah. me brush away from that. Yeah, a lot of people are, are on Adderall, especially if you are, you know, a college student or a, you know, a single mother at home. Yeah, or you're just bored with yourself. Or you're just bored with yourself as well. But Adderall, my God, not really a drug anyone should be doing, really. I mean, unless you want to go in, in a plane and do a kamikaze sort of thing. <laughs> right. That'd be yeah. different. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend anyone to be doing any drugs, really, especially Adderall. I mean, my God. Um, that's mm -hmm. crazy, though. I, I would, but it I doesn't, would think that since there's a shortage that there's probably more meth labs out there. There's There's got to be. Yeah, there's got to be a lot of meth labs out there. But you are someone um, who needed it. So it, it probably doesn't affect you the same way like, uh, you know, someone else would be affected by it since, you know, you kind of needed no. it at one time. No, you know, when I was younger, they gave me Ritalin and I would actually get good grades and Mellow. behave and yeah. all that stuff. You know? That's good, though. I'm glad it didn't really ruin your life like so many other kids I know that really went down the drain i mean i knew a kid that killed his his girlfriend in high school drinking and driving really? popping pills really and ironically that guy became a lawyer oh, wait he lived through that he lived Damn. but she died that sucks but yeah it inspired him to become a lawyer i mean come on you can't write this yeah, yeah so he can get out of like killing people pretty much what a scumbag right yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Man. I think he's a major scumbag. Anytime I see photos of him in my in my hometown, I'm like, man, it should have. I, I think you should have died, not your girlfriend. Yeah, I know a guy that that happened to. I played football with. He's a couple of years above me, except he got uh, uh, in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. But he did kill his girlfriend. But this dude had major. Look, I consider myself to have a little bit of a temper when I feel like I've been pushed. Yeah. But this guy, this guy had major anger problems, man. Ooh. You know. Yeah. So possessive, angry, you know, just crazy. Something. Well, I was going to say a bad word there. But. You could you could cuss here. It's okay. Um, but he was possessed. Seemed like it. You know, big, big redheaded dude, right? Like, Ooh, even worse. Yeah. And he liked to punch. He was a big bully in high school. He liked to punch people just for no reason. Well, he's a redhead. Yeah. It's hard enough. Uh, you know what they say, though, karma and all yeah, that. Karma does get you. Even though I don't know if I even believe in karma that much. I mean, there's so many people that walk around freely, Joe, that I think, you know, shouldn't be alive. Yeah, I think something happens to those people, too, though, that we just don't see. Yeah, I'm you're not sure right. what it is, but. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Good Lord. I got to tell you, dude, 30, I'm 40, I was about to say 39, but I'm actually 40. 40. 40 years of living. I think it's kind of a real thing. I think there's something to it. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right, but I always accredit it to human error, just uh, man's ignorance, really, that does him in. Cause and effect, yeah. Yeah, either way you look at it, um, life is not that great at times. No, it's not, dude. And like, I've not been, always. I've been uh, struggling a lot here lately. Whether, you know, people think because I'm down here in Florida living on A1A Avenue and looking out at the beach that I'm living the life and living the dream, and they're like, <laughs> show me how to do it. And I'm like, dude. I'm I'm not living the life here. Like I'm just moving towards my dreams, but I'm still struggling. You know, when you're an artist, that's what happens. You're until something gives, unless you're willing to be an artist and do the nine to five, which I could never figure out because one would just suck the life out of me. But I have found that even being an artist will suck the life out of you too. Man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's true. What you love will kill you in the end. That's yeah, dude, that's right. Absolutely. And um, Joe, as you know, uh, there's been lots of um, shenanigans as of late with what we're facing here in America in terms of a potential all out war um, with Russia and China, mm -hmm. North Korea. 
And I know you're not a very political person, but if, um, let's just say if you found out the world was ending, uh, you know, in about a year or so, would you still be doing your show? Or Absolutely. Would you, or would you just quit? No, I would still be doing my show. You, I would try to it. rally up the people that I cared about the most and get close to them. What if there was still do the show? What, what if there was like a nuke going to go off? You would just be sitting there doing the show. Mm, that one I would. <laughs> I don't know what I would do, bro. Like it just depends on how much time I got. If only if that there's no way out of it, right? And I'm going to get toasted. Sure, I'd probably do the show. But, You'd do the show. Yeah, but if if there's no way, if there, if I got time to get away or even a remote chance of surviving it, I'm going to do that, trust me, first. It kind of seems like we are headed towards a World War Three. it seems. One of these, um, one of these days, I feel like one of these, one of these uh, dictators will uh, try to take it to us. I think, uh, I do keep up with a little bit of news, and it, like, there's enough that's convinced me. I don't know if you remember, like, a couple of years ago, was it a couple of years ago? I don't remember. My times are all messed up, but we had an accidental, almost nuclear launch on the Japan Island, but someone hit the wrong button. Right. Or, and then almost an accidental, uh, button push in Hawaii mm -hmm. on the United States have someone hit the wrong button. And I'm like, well, that was too close together for people to be hitting the wrong buttons. Right. You know? Then we got this COVID thing, which is obviously could be my, I'm not saying anything, but could be a biological weapon. You know, uh, we've got, Musk in bed with every government agency putting up satellites all over the place. We've got airlines going down all the time. We've got balloons getting popped out of the sky. I think there's a lot of uh, intimidation and backdoor, like, pushing and shoving that's happening right now. It's kind of like before the fight happens that we don't see. I agree. I agree. And, yeah, these are pretty hellacious times that we're living through. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know how when everybody circles around and, there's some shoving and pushing, and there's some guy on the this side going, let's talk this out. And another guy going, oh, let's fight. To me, you know, the COVID stuff, the balloons, Starlink, the accidental launches and weird, you know, hacked stuff and downed airlines and everything, to me, seems like just some guys in some offices that are in high positions pushing and shoving each other. That's what it seems it's like ready. to me, too. Yeah, I mean, everything that's been going on, especially what we're seeing and what we saw in Ohio and... You know, all that mess. That was weird too, right? Very like the whole weird. Thing was weird. It's even weirder that um, some of the scientists that were going to go out there to um, examine examine the whole thing and do some investigative work, um, all five of them died on a plane crash. Yeah, and not only that, that stupid movie on Netflix came out about the same <laughs> yeah. exact thing. White noise, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's, it's a, just weird, strange. Man. It's a strange coincidence. And sometimes you have to just stop and say, are all these things just a random coincidence? Or is this something that was manufactured by our own government? And, uh, you know, furthermore, I'm not sure where you stand in this, but um, I know there was a time in your life when you didn't really think about any of these subjects at all. And um, was there ever a moment in your life, Joe, that you sort of were like, you know, there's got to be more than the than this uh, official narrative that the mainstream is pushing out there? Man, uh, yeah, okay. So the, all right, this is gonna sound weird. It's all right, but the out of body experience that I had, oh, okay, was one of them because I I started looking into Monroe stuff, and he actually did work with the government in that uh, Stargate project or whatever. Yes. Right? And Project he didn't really talk about it that much in his books, but he did say, he did say, well, if I know about this and I'm just some random dude, then what, who else knows about this? So I'm going to go visit the president. So he got out of body, went to visit the president and the president had astral or out of body bodyguards. That's what he said. Now I thought all this was just BS, right? But this is how I, this is why I'm a void walker. I want to see if it's real or not. So I started doing these experiments that he did to see if I can get out of body and sure enough it's real the vibratory state the separation everything right and then I looked into uh what really went down with him and how he was in uh this whole program and then I had the NASA physicist on Thomas Campbell and he told me about the whole thing where they you know how they developed Timmy Sink and all this so all of this stuff is real right so if they're willing to do that just that little thing there and not tell you crap about it and there's still stuff we don't know about when COVID yeah. hit, and then they had those two like false alarms with the nuclear stuff. Like I started getting a little out that about that time. I was like, all right, 
I'm not asking enough questions here. You know? Right, right. And of course, Robert Monroe, for those that are wondering, you know, you should go check out his book, Journey Out of the Body. Great book, by the way. I'm not sure if you read that one. Um, oh, yeah. It's pretty standard stuff, but uh, for the newer listeners out there, look up his work. And, you know, Robert Monroe taught a lot of people how to astral project lots of techniques that he came up with are still utilized uh, to this very day. Yeah, and see, I kind of started doing that myself, too. I just got back from a trip uh, where I went to Shasta where I talk about the beginning stages of uh, transcendental magic. I don't get too far into it. And, and I know you did a, a show with Coetting, which I thought was great, too, but there's a like a beginner stage of transcendental magic, which helps you energetically kind of ramp yourself up a little bit. So I do that and kind of like guided out of body journeys and stuff. So I've been doing that like along with my radio show, but it, it's not to like be Robert Monroe. It's just, I'm obsessed with showing people how real this is for some reason, as crazy as that sounds. No, it's not crazy at all. I don't yeah, think it's crazy. I, I, I feel like if I can just get people to that state where they're like, oh, you know, like I'm, I am more than my physical body. Like it's not just a thought. Right. I am. Then it kind of opens up everybody's mind. Which know, is without true. Without having to eat a bunch of shrooms. Right. I mean, you still can eat a bunch of shrooms, which I suggest you do. And sure. Uh, yeah. I suggest everyone should. But um, um, yeah, you are more than just this outer shell. You know, you are this sort of elusive sort of being that's sort of floating around that's just sort of trapped in this outer shell really and yeah. yeah you do have the ability to leave your body and we do it all the time you know when we go to sleep and you know that that um, brings me to another question here i know you talk about aliens and i'm sure you you talked about alien abductions i mean we all do we love the subject mm. um but some folks genuinely believe they've been taken uh, to outer space by you know the grays or um a mantis-like alien um what, what do you think these people are experiencing do you think for sure that they are being abducted or do you think this is probably the government or maybe it's sleep well, paralysis what do you think to say for sure would be kind of crazy it'd be nuts i agree it'd yes. be nuts to say for sure because right. But when you listen to the Betty and Barney Hill uh, regression, now when that uh, when Barney is screaming at the top of his lungs, that that's that's a real man in fear. But here's the thing: they're taking him through regression, right? Something that he supposedly forgot. So if a person can do that to a person's mind, right? Don't you think that the government can do that to someone's mind? Absolutely. It's already been experimented with. And secondly, like even Whitley Strieber. Even Whitley Strieber, who had one of the, the most famous abduction cases in the world, after he went to the Monroe Institute, started telling people, hey, there's something related here. I'm not so sure. I'm not you know, going to quote him, but he was saying that. like, There's something related to this state between sleep and awake and the experience that I had. So for people to say, oh, yeah, for sure, I got taken in a spaceship and you know, went to, you know, whatever galaxy yeah. or whatever. I don't I think that's insane to even put that nail that down like that, you know. It's a little far out there, no doubt. And you know, speaking of Betty and Barney Hill, I'm sure you already know that a Barack Obama and his production company are actually making a movie about uh, the whole um, incident mm -hmm. by the way. That's going to be on Netflix. Yeah, when's that come out by the way? I'm not exactly you know? sure when it's coming out. I don't, I don't think there's a date yet. Uh, but I do recall seeing that, and that was actually the first time I heard it was last year. At, yeah. At the end of last year, that's when I first heard about it. So I would say probably the last quarter of this year, we'll probably see it. It takes them forever to come it, out. To it takes stuff. a long time. That's another thing that people don't really realize is how long these sort of things take to actually throw them out, throw them out there. So maybe you might see it by August or um, December of uh, 2023. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Yeah, they do, man, but That's why well, I love Netflix because you can see the whole series and stuff. Yeah, just like with Stranger Things, they got you waiting. On it. It's like two years from now. I'm not going to be interested in that. I know you're going to so. you're going to tap out at that point. And you know what? To be honest with you, I I waited so long um, to watch uh, Stranger Things, even though that's that's a show that I didn't really want to watch at all. 
I had no interest at all. I, I, I have an issue, Joe, with uh, shows that are focused around kids. Yeah, it, it yeah, kind of weirds they, me out. People... It kind of yeah, it weirds me out. So I didn't, I didn't really want to watch it, but then I did, and then I ended up actually liking it. Yeah, I liked it too, but that's just because maybe because we grew up in the '80s or something. Like, I was a kid in the '80s. Uh, sure, I don't, I don't remember. Like, I didn't. You know, I was a little kid, so there's a lot of stuff I don't remember, but the whole vibe and nostalgia of it is still pretty cool. It brings you but back. I get what you're saying about the kid thing, because it's like, what do you... Uh, Hollywood and the government's known to push certain <laughs> agendas and shows, right. and to use kids to do it, it's even more messed up. It is pretty screwed up. It is pretty screwed up. So, you know, I, I, I resisted. I resisted as long as I could. I'm like, I'm not going to watch Stranger Things. What's your problem? I'm not going to watch that yeah. shit. But then I did, and then I, it won me over. Yeah, and when the upside down state, there's a lot to that show. That it's pretty I think cool. It's is, not. It's not that yeah. bad. It's not that bad. I mean, I I was shitting all over it, but I ended up really liking it. To be honest. Yeah. Well, everybody's a critic, man. You know, and it could be like the first. To me, the first seasons were good, but as far as my criticism's concerned, it kind of got. Uh, it could have been better towards the end. I think they still have another season coming out, though. I think. Well, that's with every show, though. I mean, they could always do better. The writers, they get lazy, and then they don't know how to wrap it up. You see it happen all the time. The Sopranos was the worst. Oh, don't say that right now. I mean, I'm barely, again, The Sopranos. Still barely trying to get over that. I'm barely on season five, to be honest. And that was a show that came out when I was, you know, pretty young. And Wait, you hadn't seen the whole Sopranos? I haven't. I'm barely, my bad. Dude. I'm barely watching now. I mean, in 2023, I'm barely watching it, and I'm already on season five. And it, to me, I think it's the greatest show ever. I think it's better than Breaking Bad. It's by, the by far. Best. It's the best. Like it's great. The show itself, it's the best. Honestly, I've watched it, the whole thing. Like, despite the ending, which I won't talk about anymore, I've watched that whole thing like five times. Damn, it's least. that good. Yeah, it's that good. I really like the show. And of course, you know, my co-host, Mike Hideous, um, you know, he's Italian. So I'm able to call him like, you know, maybe I'm able to call him like a greasy, stinky wop, guinea wop. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, he, he likes to say that he's Caucasian. And I'm like, Mike, you're not white. You know, you're, you're Italian. The whites don't accept you. You're Italian. Get over it. You know, I tell him things yeah. like that. It's hilarious. Yeah, I like uh, Polly. That's my favorite. Character. Polly's the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, can't yes. get over that. By the way, we're, we you know we we do the we have fun on the show. You know, we crack jokes, we bust each other's balls. Well, that's good. And then you yeah. could do that when you have an Italian with you. Yeah, they kind of think they're special, don't they? Well, Mike certainly does. But if, but then again, he you know he sang for the Misfits at one time, so he kind of is a little special. That is special. He's pretty special. special. He's pretty special in, in his own way, in his own right. And you got a guy on your show that sang for the Misfits? Yeah. That's pretty rad, dude. Yeah, just for a short time, but I, it still counts to me. You know, did, his, <laughs> did, did a few tours with them, played uh, to the biggest crowds they've ever had, and uh, Mike was right there, front and center, taking over. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so, that's you know, really cool. I, I love Mike a lot. You know, I have a great deal of respect for him. I grew up with the Italians, grew up with uh, grew up with a lot of different people, but the Italians especially. So, you know, I've always been um, really uh, right up there with them. You know, I've always loved the Italian people. Well, I dated an Italian. Oh. It's not that kind of crazy, honestly. Well, not, you know, I, I know better. I know better never to get in an argument with an Italian woman. I know better. Yeah, you're not going to oh, win. Oh, yeah. well, you're you not. Know, and yeah. You don't know true. if you're the most of the time. You don't know if you're the actual like uh, person or the gumar. You don't really know who you are in that, <laughs> that, that situation. That's pretty hilarious. Yeah, that, that's a good. They one. don't usually keep one relationship. <laughs> just saying. Oh my! So you you had a pretty bad experience. It sounds like. Well, I wouldn't say that. Like, I mean, <clears throat> but yeah, sometimes it was because you're like, wait, am I? Wow. Who am I? Am I the person or am I the Gumar? I'm confused here. You probably were um, a little bit of both. Probably, yeah. Yikes. Well, I'm glad you got out of that relationship. Yeah, me too, brother. Yeah, you made it out in one piece. So far. It depends on if they listen to the show or not. Then I oh, might get stabbed. shit, yeah. Don't want to get stabbed in your sleep. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, you see how much fun we're having here. We were just talking about Obama and then Betty and Barney Hill. We went all over the place. 
And I'm sure you actually watched the movie Nope, by the way, that terrible movie. No, I haven't. You haven't seen, seen that. that one. And I've been too deep into programming. I've missed a lot. Was it good? Well, again, I mean, visually it was great. I thought it looked good. However, the whole sort of um, UFO and alien sort of, well, it wasn't really an alien, but the whole UFO thing was like a balloon, basically, which is kind of funny. Uh, speaking of all the balloons that were seen, but yeah, the, the UFO was like a balloon and it was uh, scared of a plastic, basically. And that's pretty much, I pretty much ruined the movie for you. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> no. that's all, but that's all it's about. Uh, that sounds terrible. Right, honestly. No, it's yeah. stunk on ice. You don't, you don't want to watch it. I'm looking it up on my phone here. I don't think I'm going to watch it. You know, I don't, uh, I don't get into UFOs that much anymore, man. But like, I've just honestly, oh, dude, I'm just burnt with it. No, I'm burnt out burnt. on it too, to be honest. But, um, it's always a fun sort of thing to watch though. At times when you want to watch a movie, you put on some terrible, because I watch terrible, um, horror movies at times, you know, I watch really shit ones. Yeah. Like what's the latest one that you watched? It was pretty shit. Um, let's see. Which was the last one I watched that was, there was a new one that I saw that was really bad. It wasn't Cocaine Bear or Cocaine, Cocaine Bears or whatever it was called. Damn, what uh, was it called? I like psychological thrillers, man. That's what I like. Just stuff that's all heady and crazy. They got this show on Netflix called You where the boyfriend is, he's a, he's a stalker that thinks he's this girl's hero, but he's just killing everybody and and it's, the way they write it, they make you try to fall in love with that guy. Like, oh, I, can, I guess I could see how, you know, you would just love somebody so much you just kill everybody in their life because mm. you're trying to protect them. Yeah. Like, these are the kind of, this is the kind of shows that are going on now. There's a lot of heady, like, shows out there, dude, that make you question your reality all the time now. By the way, there was a, I, I know the movie now. I think it's called, was it called The Nun? Um, oh, I heard about that. I don't know if that's what it was. It was about that's a, that's a horror it? flick for sure. I heard about that. Yeah, it's a horror flick that I I don't know if that's the one though, but I know it had to do it had to do about um like being a nun and the nun had like a daughter or something. It was it, it was a silly movie. It was, a, watch it was that now. yeah, it was about a I think it was like a a nun who was practicing to do something about um um exorcisms basically. It was like a, the first time there was a woman conducting like an exorcism yeah like i think she killed herself or something and they had to go like yeah i gotta go watch that again uh, i oh wait <laughs> i take it back that's not what it was called it was called pray for the devil oh no i haven't seen that that's all. what it's about yes it was called pray for the devil i just looked it up right now it, it says a nun prepares to perform an exorcism exorcism and comes face to face with a demonic force with a mysterious with mysterious ties to her past um it was, you know, it wasn't really that that scary to me, obviously, but um, it was kind of decent. It wasn't the worst movie in the world, but again, um, if I'm going to be honest, it, it obviously was kind of shit. Well, dude, I don't, I don't, I have this thing about fear where like uh, I get into like fight or flight with it, even if I'm watching the stuff. So I, uh, I don't like, like, I just like to see. So sure. this is going to sound, this is going to sound crazy, but. There was a time when I got into the occult that I thought there was a big fear about it. I thought, you know what, um, I'm going to get past, how do I get past this? Like, yeah. How do I get, so uh, Gordon White put out this book and it was called uh, Chaos Magic, right? I found, and that wasn't called Chaos Magic, I forget the name of the dang book, but it, it was based on Chaos Magic. And he had this crossroads invocation, I'm sure you've heard about that, where you go to a crossroads. And... Yeah. So I thought, well, I'm going to go to crossroads, I don't want anything from lucifer the devil or papa shango or whoever's gonna come out <laughs> yeah but i just want to see if it's real and if it's real i imagine that i'm probably gonna face the scariest thing i ever faced in my life you know let's just get this over with so back when i was in arkansas i did do that and for all the christian people out there i'm pretty sure they think i'm crazy or whatever but to me i mean what's the worst that could happen you know, I'm not going to sell my soul or do any deals, but in that book, that was what it was about. You know, you can have fame and all this stuff. <clears throat> so you go out to a crossroads and you're supposed to go out to this crossroads, uh, same place, uh, night after night until it actually appears or you just know. 
so about the third night, it was about the third night I went out there, I realized that there was something real. And I don't know if it was psychosemantic or whatever, but it was based on like this overwhelming feeling of fear that was pretty powerful. Like when you're a kid and you have that overwhelming, you know, feeling of fear when you had your first nightmare or whatever. But I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. Um, it was kind of windy. I thought I might have heard a couple of things, but I, I can't, you know, say that I heard anything. But for me, it was like, okay, well, that's it. That's what this whole thing is about, is fear, you know. I didn't, that was it, though. Hmm. It's pretty scary, though, to be honest with you. What focus level do you think you reached? Focus level? Sure. Man, I would, I would say it when I was at the height of the fear, like I'd lost complete focus. I'd probably at like maybe if from a one to 10 scale, I was probably at like a nine, you know, if I, if we want to talk about focus levels. Yes. But, and uh, for those that don't know what the hell we're talking about, these are uh, states of consciousness, um, also referred to as uh, focus levels, basically by the Monroe Institute. Um, yeah. These are just um, states of consciousness that you go through and there's different focus levels and there's some pretty there's some that go all the way to focus 49. Yeah. But when I, when I felt the fear, like it just took over, man. Crazy. And it kind of paralyzed me for a minute. And I was like, I remember this feeling. It was like deja vu. Oh, you know, I had this feeling when I was a kid, when I had some really bad freaking mm. nightmares, mm -hmm. but I didn't, I said, okay, what, well, you know what? Like, I know you're real. That's it. Yeah. That's all I wanted to know. Whatever you are, whether it's just my head, but the, the thing worked, you see. So I was done with it after that. I was like, well, well then that's what it's all about. It's just fear. You and know? you don't think you experience sleep paralysis um, during this? No. You don't, no, you don't credit where. Okay. So you don't accredit that then? No, I mean, I didn't see anything or go anywhere. I okay. went to the same place, you know, I see. every okay. night. Because as, as you know, that's what a lot of people, well, the, the scientists, you know, the so-called experts, that's what they a credit to let's say like alien abduction they say well that's the result of sleep paralysis yeah well they that's because it's the only rational explanation that they can come up with right you know, everything's got to be measured for sure them. no i I'm, i don't disagree with you at all but that's just the way they try to you know explain it to in layman's terms that's what they they would say well you know it's um but i mean if i was a therapist or like say a psychologist or a scientist i would say well I mean, repeatedly going out to a place and doing ritual kind of does induce an unconscious state, right? And you're calling upon an archetype that's deep inside you that you that was there since you were a kid. You know, it could be psychosomatic, right? You don't know. You don't know. And, uh, you know, I think I, I have angered Whitley Strieber, now that you mentioned him. Um, there was this lady that was on who was talking about the spirits and reincarnation and the afterlife and she was good friends with him and uh, i mentioned him and i said well i think what he's going through is some psychological psychological trauma that he's dealing with because of uh, because of bad and i think she probably showed him that um interview and i don't think he was too happy because i've been trying to get him on the show um, ever since and uh, it's just been uh, no word and uh, I actually know people that know him personally and uh, yeah I don't, I don't think he's uh, too happy with me well you know well I mean this guy went to the Monroe Institute and if Robert Monroe was to go through what he went through he would have laid out every rational explanation for the experience before he jumped to anything else and it wouldn't have taken it personally so if anybody takes it personally, I guess that's on them, right? But we're allowed to ask questions. You know? That's true. I mean, I wanted to have him on. I thought I could probably provoke him to be on just to um, sort of clear his name here. Yeah. But he didn't, sure. take, he didn't take the bait, though, obviously. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I will. No. I purposely try to bait him in here. I'm not going to lie to you, but it didn't work. It didn't work. No. Well, you tried, brother. I tried. You know I, mean? <laughs> I tried for sure. Um, but it's all good. I mean, Laura Eisenhower. Uh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to bring yeah, her on pretty soon. About. Yeah. I always had this weird reason thing. I just never wanted to. I met um, her um, at um, one of the, one of these conferences a long time ago, but it was just more like, oh, hi, sort of deal. Gotcha, yeah. I think I've said that to her, too. It wasn't like a Linda Moe and Hal. When I left my hotel room, she was out there and she gave me a hug. And I thought, you know, I've never even met you. Why are you hugging me? 
<laughs> it's pretty weird. She's a hugger, man. She is, but uh, she she knew who I was actually, which is really weird. I'm like, how do you even know who I am? Crazy right. old lady. Yeah, well, some people think they didn't know everything. Like I said, I dated an Italian. You get used to that where there's no point and you just let them go, man. Whatever. Yeah, you just let them do their thing. Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the day, look, here's the thing. With people that need to be right all the time, right? Uh, I think there's something about that that everything else in the world is a threat. And if they lose that righteousness thing, then they don't really have any power, do they? No. It's kind of weird. Right. They do lose that power. Yeah. And people yeah. use that power over you all the time. Yeah, dude. And it, like, it's it's amazing when you when you find, when you go up against like your like someone that's intelligent that knows how to twist everything into their own righteousness all the time. It's you're almost like at a loss. You have to either record them or keep notes or actually get evidence to to try. To, you get to a place where you just you just gotta give up, man. You know, whatever. That's how I feel at times. <laughs> I just sort of yeah, gave man. up myself, you know. A lot of these things I just let go of and just have fun on, on this program now. This is my form of therapy, I would say. Yeah, right? Like, that's what, that's why. That's why you do this. I, yeah, it's, it's a very selfish thing. It's I a think, very sometimes. selfish. No, it is a very selfish thing because, you know, this, this has ruined uh, countless relationships for me, to be honest with you. Yeah, bro, me too. Oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, what do you let's let's take all of your expectations and let's just throw them out the door can we do that because i like doing radio it's fun for me but uh other than that i don't really care is that bad i mean i don't know not really i mean we do this some people collect stamps some people kill for a living some people collect pokemon yeah, look, I've had people come at me and be like, oh, you're, you said this and that. You're a real spiritual guru. I'm like, when the hell did I ever say I was a guru? Like, you get so much stuff proje uh, projected onto you. Uh, you love doing what you love doing, and people project stuff. Look, one of my best friends that came over here to visit me, yeah. he said, yeah, man, he said, I thought you had like a million listeners and that you were black. And you were black. You are a black man. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not black. What are, you, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I've been listening to the show for three years. I thought you were this big, famous guy that had millions of listeners and it was black. I'm like, no, no, I'm white. And I'm a dumpy redneck. Sorry. That's pretty funny. He's like, I thought you were a brother. <laughs> yeah, I guess I said, well, this my boy. He was like, well, maybe your voice sounded that way. So the whole time, it's not really a race thing, but the whole time he's been listening, he's had this image. Thinking of you were black, yeah. It's not me. You know. I hear you. Well, I mean, that's a good thing, though, that you have um, some people that think that way. You know, I have black listeners. I love that. You, you kind of want that sort of a diverse audience, I would say. Sure. Yeah. But you've managed to see the one thing I like about you is you've you've actually managed to stay in the shadows, haven't you? Of course. That's what I, want. I wanted to do that. But people were like, get on video, get on video, do this, do that. And I, I just caved into the pressure. I never wanted to get on video. I, I love the audio side of things. So do I. I mean, it's much more of a traditional thing and it's more fuel for the mind. Um, essentially, people are going to be listening to you when they're doing, you know, like needless uh, chores, endless chores rather. And, uh, you know, most of the time they're not going to be looking at their phone to watch you. I mean, they're going to be doing things. So their phones are going to be in their pocket just listening to the audio anyways. Yeah, most of it is like 80% of it's definitely mobile. That's why. That's right. That's why it's like it doesn't really matter if you're on video or not. People are just going to listen to the audio regardless. People have been wanting me to do the whole get on video thing too. And I always say, you know, if I'm going to be on video, I need like a crazy sort of over the top set. You know, I need like fog and all this craziness, you know. <laughs> and a salary. And you a know? salary, exactly. Like, I would, I, I kind of want like a set from, you know, like the Gremlins, you know, that guy, the, the, the Dracula character there. You know, I need a smoke machine. I need um, this crazy light. I need, I need all kinds of things going on. I mean, that's the only way I would want to do it. Yeah, I get that. It'd be fun. I mean, it's a little over the top. It's a little silly. I don't want like an American flag behind me the whole time. It's pretty lame. Well, that's pretty, that's pretty it lame. Pretty I got to be honest. Um, you know, everyone does that crap. Um, I need something cooler, you know. I demand something cooler, Joe. Well, dude, you're doing it, man. I hope. I man, hope. I, I, well, well, I have people ask me to come on their shows quite a bit, and I don't, 
honestly, I forget about it a lot of times. But I was like, oh, Deacon, yeah, man. Like, I, res- I have a, a well, respect for you. Well, thank you. Thank you. You have uh, – you. it's different when you talk to somebody that's not just like, a, well, I'm a podcaster. I get that. We're all podcasters, okay? But, like, you appreciate the art of radio and audio. Like, you're an, you're an audio guy. I've been on, I've been on the radio before. Yeah. Yeah. So I've lived it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. I mean, um, I don't do lots of uh, shows with other show hosts myself, to be honest with you. I I turned down a lot of interviews and, you know, I've been wanting to get back on and be on other people's shows and do that sort of deal because I never really wanted to, to begin with, but now I'm like a little bit more open-minded uh, to doing that sort of thing, but lately I've just been turning everybody down. That doesn't. That's a good thing, bro. Sometimes it's good to focus on yourself, honestly. Uh, I mean, sometimes, but it, it is fun to go on other people's shows and uh, you know alienate uh, potential audience. It's kind of funny to me. Alienate potential. Yeah, audience. a little bit. You gotta alienate them I'm, a little. Listen, I've built and destroyed my audience like four times. <laughs> really. So. I get it. Like when people ask me, well, what do you have any experience? You know, cause I help people produce and stuff too. And I'm like, yeah, I can tell you exactly how to build and start an audience and I can tell you how to screw one up. You, yeah. You know how to ruin one. Yeah. I know how to ruin one just as good as I know how to build one. So there was another, I can uh, teach you a few things. Oh yeah. Well, I'm doing a good job of that already. Um, there's a um, radio station out in New York who was, uh, wanted to hire me to do, you know, like a top 40, it was one of these top 40 radio stations out there in New York. Actually, it was pretty good market, pretty good money. But they wanted me to be vaccinated. And um, and, and this is for a remote job, by the way. So I thought, are you out of your goddamn mind? Really? Yeah. I mean, how? I want you to be vaccinated to be on the station and work remotely from your house. <sighs> yes. Yeah. To be a host? Yeah. So you know, you know how much of a headache that is. Come on. But you needed to be vaccinated? But I needed to be vaccinated, yes. As ridiculous Gosh, as that is. That's weird. Oh, but trust me. And it's happened. too weird. It's happened twice, by the way, to me. Like, I'm not coming into the studio, man. Like, in, in, no. Like, to me, if it's, all right. It's like someone coming up to you and be like, well, no offense, but, you know, you need to take this uh, anal probe. It's like, why? You know? Yeah. Well, I, I don't want that in my body. I don't care. We think it's safe if you do.